Hey, Ben here from Supercoach Insider, bringing you my team into round 19. Thank you for following my journey and also supporting Supercoach Insider. Please do like, follow, subscribe, SC Insider 100. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok. Uh, also, all the audio platforms as well, so Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, you name it. And on YouTube, search for a Supercoach Insider. Please do like, subscribe. Really enjoying the communication, the comments, the banter. Love it. Uh, speaking of banter, I was so looking forward to this week, this team reveal going through and talking about how good I am. Um, and everything sort of backfired a little bit, Hewitt's out, and now I'm actually in a real big conundrum, so we'll get into that for sure. Uh, also, to go through a couple of things that we need to as well, today, uh, Supercoach Insider is brought to you by Manscaped, and... Basically, Manscaped are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their pr- uh, products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's um, premium package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Over 6 million men worldwide um, use manscaped.com, uh, which is over 12 million balls. Give or take. Um, really happy for their support and continue to support. So SC Insider 100 you can get 20% off, including free worldwide shipping. Um, the latest thing that they sent us, uh, we spoke about it on last week's pod and gave you a little bit of a demonstration, but their ultra premium collection, it's got two-in-one shampoo conditioner, it's got the uh, body wash, the deodorant, the hydrating body spray, lip balm, they also sent us their, I think it's like a real shaver, the Player 2.0, so it's a single blade so you can replace the blades uh, for a close shave, so um been using that as well, so really happy with the continued support from them. So go check them out at manscaped.com, SCNsider100 for your code there. And as always, sponsored as well by splashvodka.com.au. I am having the watermelon and pomegranate as well. I do like the orange one as well, but um, 79 calories, which you have, what is it? It's only a small one, 250 mils for 0.9 standard drinks. It's only 79 calories, so it's definitely great if you want a little bit of a hit splash. So it's vodka, soda water with a splash of nice flavors, and it goes down an absolute treat. So let's get on to my week, 2,504. Oh, I need that. Uh, So I've moved up in ranks. I moved up 55 places. I'm now sitting 153rd. So let's have a look at my team. And it was glorious. I sat there last week and I was contemplating, do I keep where? Do I keep Hobbs as my loophole cover? Do I want Hobbs to cover for Oliver? And do I want to keep where as a defensive cover? Because I could have sat there really pretty kept my premiums, taken my rookie score on the bench and just used my three trades for injuries. Probably in hindsight, probably wouldn't have been a bad idea uh, as we have a look at this week. But I was like, hey, you know what? The last couple of weeks have been pretty good. Um, I could go wear down and go and bring um, Hobbs up to Bontempelli. So I um denied about this even right up until I think it was Friday night and Friday afternoon, I just had this real weird feeling that Bont was going big. And the reason he was going big is because I was considering not bringing him in. And that and how big I knew the game was. And I was just like, right. Um, thinking of, I was channeling my inner Abdul. So shout out to Abdul, also ranked number one now overall. Channeling my inner Abdul being like, mate, it's a sprint. It's not a marathon. So I was like, right, well, what's the point in me having these three trades? Um, I can then go Bont and Pelly bring him in and basically replace Clary 
I can put Heaney on field, who got 104, so that's awesome. I now have this loophole uh, ability where um, I will then be able to actually loophole a player uh, for this round, so that's an advantage. And there was only one weakness in my team, one weak area. I could, I could, I had bench cover now. I've got a midfield cover, so I could throw Heaney into my midfield. I've got ruck cover. I can throw English into my ruck and Heaney bang on field into my forward line. I've got forward cover because I've got that extra bloody forward. Now, the one place I didn't have cover, you guess it, is defense. Now, Lord and behold, fucking Hewitt with some back soreness has left me with a real conundrum this week because... I'm looking at my first donuts for the whole year. Now, this is a conundrum some of you are probably going to be facing if you only have low trades. I am very uncertain. I wish I could tell you some wise logic and I wish I could tell you that everything's going to be okay and to burn your last trade, but I am very, very uncertain. I'm going to explain the thought process on both sides. Number one, I'm now ranked 153rd, so part of me feels like I need to kind of keep pushing. Now, it just happens to be I kept my one trade. If I had, if I do lose a defender to an injury, then bang, that was going to be my trade. That was the decision I made. Now, it makes sense. I think after this round, I've got four rounds to go, but then I'd leave myself open to donuts for up to four weeks. So that's going to be the big issue. Now, if I have an injury in my forward line on my midfield for up to four weeks, then that premium that I have elsewhere comes on and just plays the whole last four rounds. And that's just how it is. Um, so it's really this sort of risk-reward system where I'm thinking, okay, let's just assume that, hey, maybe Hewitt goes 80 this week. Went 80. I'm like, okay, so I'm looking at Bontempelli in last week for me instead of Hobbs. Hobbs didn't score very well. He got a bit of an AC knock or whatever it was. Didn't score well at all. So I'm already ahead on the Bontempelli coming into my side. And I actually made him captain uh, VC last week. So that came down to the whole, it's a big game, Bruce is out. I wish I told you and gave you the heads up that I was probably making him VC. But I didn't know. Uh, it wasn't until Friday afternoon. Big game, Bruce in. Um, I just had this weird feeling that he was going big because I was contemplating not bringing him into my side, which is usually the way on how it goes these days. Um, shout out, let me know in the comments as well if you've thought about bringing someone in and then not done it and then they've gone absolutely huge and you're pulling your hair out. I was having those vibes. So I kind of just went with my gut on it. Uh, shout out as well to Supercoach Data as well. Apparently out of all the Twitter people, um, yeah, all the Supercoach Twitter people and everyone that sort of follows him and interacts with um, him online, I have the second most captain points in the Twitter sort of sphere. So I'm really happy with that. I, don't, I didn't think my captains and VCs were that great, but apparently I'm killing it. I've actually, I think I've got about, a, uh, was it three or 600 points more than Abdul, which just shows how much Himmelberg and Darcy Cameron have absolutely burnt me and obviously not starting wits. Um, yeah, so it's a really interesting scenario this week. Um, so I'm already thinking Bontempelli in has probably made me about a good 130 points maybe on top of, well, it's definitely a good chunk on top of what Hobbs would have got last week. So I'm already a hundred and something points, like let's, I don't know, 120, um, points ahead of last week. And I had him captain, which got me, I think it was about another, what, 17 points or something on top of Mills. So I'm already up a significant amount on that decision last week. So I could just cop the one donut 
slide a little bit in the rankings. I really hope Dawson is actually still... Uh, rumor was he's ill. He got named, but I really hope Dawson doesn't get up. Sorry for all the owners out there, but if Dawson and Hewitt are out, I think it makes it much better for me because there is a more chance, there's more chance of someone having a donut and then my rankings won't slide so much. Um, I don't have Kitty Coleman, so that's good news because uh, he's obviously not playing. I don't have Josh Kelly because he's obviously knocked out. So it's really, for me, it's just Hewitt, just the one donut, and I'm really tossing up the difference between, okay, is it worth me not spending my last trade on what appears to be a one-week injury? It was a bit of back soreness, pulled up, told the physios and stuff today, so it doesn't seem like it's a long-term thing at this current point in time. However, it could be the scenario where you, you know, like it has been done before, you're like, oh, he'll be back next week, and then it doesn't happen. I'll be very frustrated if that happens. Um... So that's what I'm sort of looking at. Is it worth just taking the one donut to stop three to four donuts later? Or do you just kind of do it now and hope for some luck? And that's sort of where I am currently at. Um, generally, you know, Sicily, Dale, Short, Crisp are generally quite durable. Touch wood. Uh, and the other issue is, is that I don't really have many people that I can go to from him. I've only got 15000 in the bank. I shouldn't have got Euland in. I probably should have got um, Burgoyne, who might actually even be named, which is probably painful. I think he was sub, so I was like, I'll just free up Max Cash because I can't rely on him anyway, and I probably could have maybe actually avoided a donut here. So again, shame on me. Um, so here's the problem I have. I can't afford the players that I want, which is probably making me lean towards not actually trading. So... I can get Vlosten, who's on a bit of a heater, yes. So, But again, it's like, well, what's Vlosten going for the rest of the year compared to Hewitt? Hewitt might end up out-averaging him by 5 to 10 anyway. Over that sort of, what, last four rounds, there's an extra 20 to uh, 40 points, you know. So then if we go back to my hole, if Hewitt got 80, then I'm only really losing 40 to 60 points um, in the long term anyway. And again, I'm still up from the whole Bontempelli thing from last week. Houston, I'm not that... Keen on again, he's so up and down, he might actually just flip and have some really bad scores while Hewitt's killing it, so I don't really like it there. And then Rich is injury-prone. Blycarves, his role's changing here, there, and everywhere. He's been playing forward a little bit as well. He's absolutely versatile. Um, Aaron Hall, I'm not going to do it. You know, So then it's... yeah. I think the only one I could probably do, I think it was uh, Himmelberg. And I think Himmelberg, I could just afford. He's 549,000. Himmelberg's the only one that kind of tempts me a little bit. Um, but again, his role isn't exactly set in stone either. He's been doing really well lately. Um, that's the other one that I'm sort of thinking of because he has been going um, decently. I think he's been going, you know, hundreds and 120s, etc. So that's the other consideration. When we have a look at what since round 11, he's only had two scores below 100, and they've been 95 and 98. Um, helps that Whitfield's also out. So that's the other consideration that I'm looking at. Uh, he's probably the only one I would go to as a direct swap for Hewitt, basically. Um, but yeah, I'm not sold. I think at this stage I'm going to cop a donut, and I haven't copped a donut in a while. It's really disappointing. It's really upsetting. And I guess I just hope it's a one-weeker. Um, the other consideration is, I think it's Carlton, uh, are they playing the Giants? Uh, let's have a look. Where are you, Hewitt? Oh, yeah, they are playing the Giants. So here's my other consideration. 
Maybe I get through. They play, I think, third last, first on the Sunday. I might see how the round goes to start. And if there's no injuries in those first, you know, five games or whatever, um, more than five games, what is there, bloody 18 teams, nine games, three to go. So in the first six games, if there's no injuries in those first six games, then all of a sudden it reduces the chance of it, me getting a player injured on the Sunday. I know touch wood because Sunday's usually when anarchy happens, but it's uh, at least then it's like, okay, well then do I use my one trade with four rounds to go? Um I'm definitely not going to be probably pulling the trigger before that sort of Sunday. So let me know what you're thinking of doing. Let me know how much doo-doo or crap you are in. I don't know why I said doo-doo. Um, let me know what you're thinking because it's really quite a difficult week to navigate through. I think there's going to be quite a few people with donuts. Um, I'm, I still think if I hold this week and cop the donut, I still think I can then kind of push ahead, finish in that sort of maybe top couple of hundred, which I'd be extremely happy with. I can't win at this sort of stage. I think I'm quite far behind that. So I'm just kind of hold, trying to hold on to a decent rank just to make myself feel better and sleep at night. So um, what do you think is the best play here? Because I could go either way. Is it worth taking your only trade for a possibly one-week injury or saving it for a two to three, like a Stewart scenario? Because the last thing I want is to have four donuts in a row and costing myself 400 points when I could have just cost myself like 100 or less. So that's where I'm at. Uh, as far as C and VC coming up this week, I'm considering going a little bit different. Now, most of my captains and VCs is kind of gut feel based. And I think that's kind of held me pretty well in the past. Now, obviously, the me going to the game and putting the C on Neil was obviously a horrible, horrible idea. Um, and I did have a really weird gut feeling that I should have just taken it, but I was like, no, no, I'm going to the game. It's fine. It's fine. I'm going to the game and he'll do well because I'll be there. Uh, horrible decision, but I think that's probably much my only blunder for this year as far as C and VC. Um, I have this weird feeling. So if, especially if Dawson doesn't play, then Led's the next person to target. Right, Adelaide also leak a lot of points to midfielders because they're generally not a huge accountable side. I say that, but then Led had 20-plus tackles just gone in the week before um, and this sort of thing. But generally, they're not like a lockdown sort of type. Usually when I, um, you know, when they play, they kind of try and get their own ball and a few other bits and bobs. I think last week was a real scrap, so I think that's why the tackle numbers were definitely up. Um, so I think it's really set for Mills. Now, the only thing that's going to kill this is if Mills is playing accountable and this sort of happened particularly in the first half, I think, when Sydney played Fremantle, is that when the ball was out in the open, then Mills kind of goes and chases the ball and does his own thing. Now, as soon as there's a contest, he was really paying so much attention to Brayshaw because Mills is the type that can stop you from getting it but then get it himself. Uh, he did it to Dangerfield. He's done it to a few people before and done really well. Um, the other consideration is, is that... You know, Laird generally does well, and he's come off at an absolutely huge score. So I think a lot of people will be sort of going there because, you know, Laird um, you know, racks up a lot of ball. He averages really well. He's very consistent, but he also gets a lot of these sort of 115 to 120-something scores, which is, you know, um, good enough as, as a captain or something. But then as a VC, I think you could maybe do a little better. Uh, I just have this weird feeling like maybe Mills is actually going to perform this week. Um, his games in Sydney, I think there's only one game, and I think it was against the Saints where he got an 86 here. But you have a look at the Sydney games, um, SCG 147, SCG 130, SCG 139, SCG 60, sorry, against Gold Coast. I think that's when a lot of people were looking at bringing him in after his 200. So he's had two poor games at Sydney. 
Um, SCG 167, SCG 117, SCG um, 138. So when we have a look at sort of, you know, Adelaide, uh, I think they could definitely sort of towel up um, in that midfield a little bit. Um, They're strong favourites, so I just think it could be a good option. I could be wrong, but I feel like Laird's going to be a highly popular option, so I don't mind that if you want to play safety in numbers. And then I think Neil, Gold Coast don't generally tag. He plays better at the Gabba. They lift in Q clashes, and I think Neil is probably a good one. Gold Coast, again, don't generally tag as well. So I think they'll be, um, I think it'll be a good show. I think it's a Saturday night. I think Neil plays a bit better at nighttime as well. Um, whatever that's worth, I just, let's have a look if there's any truth in that. I just feel like nighttime, he just sets it, sets it alight at night. Um, doesn't even tell me the game times on these, so I can't really help you. Um, Anyway, so, he, he, you know, Neil hasn't really had a huge score. The 135 against Bulldogs was good. Uh, 164 against GWS was a while ago. Only got a 108 against them last time, so that is a little concerning. Um, I'm not sure what else there is after him. I'm not sure if I'm really keen to, to back in a Clary straight off him having hand surgery and coming back in. Um, so I'm not sure if I really want to back that in. I don't really want to go on McRae. I think he's been really quite poor lately. You know, he did well 128 last week, but against again, against the Ds, you could throw a blanket over them. Who's going big? Is it Bontepelli? Is it Petraka? Is it Oliver? Uh, is it McRae? And I'm not sure I want to really put a C on that game. Um, so that leaves me with a little bit of a pickle. But um, at the moment, I'm thinking Mills into Neil. I might consider trying to go Neil into an Oliver type just because going back to Abdul's again, hey, like Neil's probably going to be my captain for this week, so why not make him VC in case he spuds? I can then look at bringing in a Clary and just sort of trying to stick with safety in numbers. So that's probably the smarter play for me this week. Um, I don't know. I think for me, I've just got this feeling Mills might go big. He's done it before and got a 139 when I had that feeling, and then he's also sputtered before, and obviously I didn't take it. So um, I guess we'll see. Let us know who you're thinking for your CNBC this week. Um, let us know how you're tracking. Let us know what you're thinking. And that's it for me this week. A really mixed bag. I'm very upset. I was going to come in and gloat, and that's been really, really – I should have done my podcast yesterday or the day before. I would have spoken about how good I am without the negatives. Um, that's it. Let us know what you're thinking, and I'll talk to you soon. Alrighty, bye.